so uh, yesterday I was talking about Blue Lagoon, and um, I'm actually starting with a movie to get again today, uh, which was not the idea. It was just kind of um, it just fitted with the story that I wanted to to tell. Um, but I only realized this morning, without listening to yesterday's episode, how many ums and ahs there was. So if there was too many, I apologize. I actually didn't think about that at all. Um, I was so in thought. It wasn't actually something that came up uh, to, m- to mind to, to keep in mind. So with that said, um, hopefully t- today there's less ums and ahs. Maybe not. Let's see where we go. Uh, anyway, so for today's uh, episode, uh, I want to start with a opening scene in one of Quentin Tarantino's movies, Inglorious Bastards, um, where there was this um, colonel, uh, this Nazi SS official that was interrogating the farmer in his house uh, in France. And basically this uh, SS official was trying to, to find out if there was any Jewish people being uh, or hiding in and around the property. And they were sitting around the table and uh, he had this beautiful analogy or kind of story of talking about the squirrel versus the rat and how as as an animal, as humans, we kind of look down on, on rats as a, as a pest and, uh, you know, something that's uh, spreading disease and... Um, you know, just something dirty and ugly, and whenever we see rats, it's something that's quite repulsive. So um, he basically, Colonel Landa, then asked the the farmer if he felt felt the same way about a squirrel, seeing that it's kind of very similar animal, yet the one has a furry tail. And you know, when you ever whenever we walk around in the park, we'll actually try and draw them closer with nuts and food or whatever the case might be. But with rats, it's the opposite. Now, when you think about rats, you probably think about those things that you see in Cape Town that's the size of a house cat uh, walking up and down the, the highway fighting and attacking people being quite aggressive so those who own rats maybe domestic rats will see a different picture a nice cute cream or white rat with little pink eyes or pink nose or whatever running up and down your arm hiding in your jacket pocket or whatever the case might be but regardless of uh, what you think of the rat um, it's just interesting how we kind of develop this this narrative around what uh, we like and don't like, and you know if you if you compare the rat versus the squirrel, in the end of the day they're kind of the same thing. Yet the one repulses us, the other one we actually try to draw closer. So with that said, mice and rats have always kind of served as a preferred species for for biomedical research uh, due to their kind of an, uh, anatomical, physiological, and genetic similarity to humans. Um, and obviously the advantage of that being the size, how small they, they are, the ease of maintenance, the short uh, life cycle, and the uh, abundance of genetic resources. So if we keep that in mind and we kind of uh, realize that um, with with mice and rats, because they're so easy to, to manipulate or, or use in tests and uh, experiments... Um, we actually have, I think we share with the mice and the rat, the human share something like 30,000 um, genomes. Uh, or 95% of those are quite similar. Um, so uh, the story for today is actually not so much about um, the rats itself, but something a little bit bigger than that, kind of the, the, actually the power of hope. And this all started in the 1950s with a professor. Um, his name was uh, Kurt Richter. 
who was a professor at Johns Hopkins, and he did this drowning rat psychology experiment. And basically what happened is there was kind of different tests. Um, the one being he took domesticated rats, 12 of them, and placed all of these rats in buckets of water. And then what he did was he basically observed them and saw or um, waited until these rats drowned and see how long it takes these rats to drown. Now, with domesticated rats, you would imagine that it will happen quite quick because compared to these wild, aggressive, big um, wild rats, domesticated rats seem to be quite inferior in that in that regard. So what a few of these rats did, they actually swam around at the surface, dove down to the bottom, explored the, what happened, what's down at the bottom, came back up, and a few of them drowned within two, two to three minutes. But most of them, um, actually nine out of the 12, did something um, completely different. They actually spent quite a lot of time um, swimming around, um, which ended up being a few days before they actually passed away or drowned from exhaustion. So then what he did was he took wild rats. Uh, I think there was 32, 34 wild rats. And, you know, if you consider these rats, the conditions they live in, in the road, in the road, in the street, you know, in winter time when, you know, everything is flooded or whatever, you would imagine that these wild rats are quite good at swimming because they're such savages. Um, but the interesting thing about these 34 wild rats were majority of them, two, all of them basically died within a few minutes. Um, so there was something, there was a big difference between the domesticated rats and the wild rats. And basically what this guy, you know, um, uh, the difference between these two that this guy figured out was the uh, kind of the the idea of hope and um, how hopelessness can be can be detrimental uh, not only to animals but to humans. So what he did was um, he introduced support into the experiment. So with the, with the third experiment, what he did was he took a bunch of these different rats, placed them back into a bucket of water, and then each time one of these rats were on its way out, about to die he would um, take them out of the water, hold them, clean them, dry them off, let them rest and recover. And as soon as they kind of, you know, settle in, he'll put them back into the water until they get kind of tired from exhaustion. He will take them out, clean them, dry them, let them rest, and then place them back into the water. And what basically happened was he realized that these rats being quite quite clever, they kind of um, got attached to the idea of hope and basically learned that the situation is actually not hopeless by treading water. So um, these rats actually spent um, an abundance of time at the surface thinking or knowing that someone will come and rescue them. And for that reason, hope was kind of the the savior in this regard. And I think if you if you apply that to, to us humans, we are exactly that. You know, the higher the hope, the higher the levels of perseverance. And um, I think, you know, in, in the times we had now with the last few years, um, I think all of us can have a, could use a little bit of hope and, um, you know, a, a helping hand to take us out of this situation that we might find ourselves in. So um, the reason for the story, it's actually quite just a quite sto- a short story that I wanted to tell, but, but many years ago when I was living in Malpos, um, there was a couple in, in, in Malpos, a homeless couple, and I'm going to do a separate episode on them specifically, um, but I just call them the, the Romeo and Juliet couple, um, and hope, I would, would like to believe, was one of the things that was 
hopelessness was actually a big cause of what happened to this couple or one of the, the um, individuals in this relationship at least. So I'll do a separate um, episode on them. But it was kind of the, the, the story regarding the drowning rat psychology and the power of hope was kind of just an intro into their story, which I've um, kind of broken up in two. So I think um, I, the, the objective of this episode rather was just the fact that when we have support, when we have um, hope, when we have belief, it's amazing how far the human can can um, can stretch itself and um, you know uh, pull itself out from whatever situation or depth or um, darkness that we might find ourselves in. So I'm going to do an ep- uh, a separate episode on the Romeo and Juliet couple. Uh, I hope it makes sense if you combine these two stories with the the drowning rat psychology and the power of hope, and you apply it to the story that I'll post tomorrow it'll make sense that's it that's for today started to just do short episodes on all of these things so it'll be very random um no specific order and with no relation to each other so that's it that's today's episode uh thanks a lot ciao